0: Make a splash or have the ride of your life with Carowinds and Subway restaurants. Save up to $21 on single-day admission when you make any sub a fresh value meal with chips and a drink. So head into Subway and get your discount for the new Carolina Harbor Water Park and Plants vs. Zombies 3Z Arena at Carowinds. Offer valid March 25th through June 19th, 2016. See store for details. Limited time only at participating locations. May not be combined with any other of offers. Sandwiches prepared in front of you. Subway is a registered trademark of Subway IP Inc. Copyright 2016, Subway IP Inc.
1: A program dedicated to bringing attention to unsolved crimes and educating the public about various types of crimes and how to avoid becoming a victim. My name is Denny Griffin, and on today's show, my co-host Delilah Jones and I will be talking with Mike Grello. Mike was a classmate and friend of Tammy Mahoney from when she was growing up on Long Island. On May 8, 1981, the then 19-year-old Tammy disappeared while hitchhiking in central New York near the city of Oneida. Law enforcement has stated they believe she was picked up and driven onto the Oneida Indian Nation where she was raped and murdered. Her body has never been found. On September 8, 2014, Mike started the Justice for Tammy Mahoney page on Facebook in the hope of reigniting this 35-year-old case. The Facebook page has over 5,400 member likes and receives as many as 74,000 views in one week. Mike, welcome to CrimeWire. Thank you. Um, I want to just ask about the Facebook page. Um, you, you obviously, The page obviously gets a lot of views and, uh, and likes. Do you think it's possible that Tammy's Killer or Killers ever visit that site?
2: Oh, it's definitely possible. Um, the, pay, the way the page works is people get to like the page, but anyone could view it. Is a little over 5,400 people have liked the page, but we have had over 74,000 people view the page in a week's time, Uh, and that was last month in March when the police did a search for Tammy's body.
1: Oh, Um, To start off, uh, to educate us and the listeners, can you tell us a little bit about Tammy, what you knew about her, what kind of a girl she was?
2: Tammy was a very shy, quiet girl in school, Uh, But when she got to know you and you got to know her, you knew that she was a loving, caring person who loved animals. Uh, She had such an affection for animals uh, while taking a high school final, she found this little kitten on the way to school. And she picked it up and brought it with her and had it in her pocketbook while she took a final in high school.
1: And, And this was on Long Island?
2: Yes, this was Farmingdale, New York, Long Island, where we both grew up, and Tammy's mother and one of Tammy's sisters still live in their childhood home.
1: Well, and uh, But at the time of Tammy's disappearance and, and presumed death, she was living in, in the city of Oneida, so at some point, obviously, she had moved from Long Island uh, and, and relocated to Oneida. Yes, after
2: graduating high school, Tammy was looking into being a veterinarian, so she moved up to Oneida, went to Madison uh, State College, and was working at Vernon Downs with the horses. And then on uh, May 8th, 1981, she was picked up hitchhiking and presumably brought to a party on the Oneida Indian Nation. 32 acres, and there was a party in a trailer, uh, and there was over 300 people around the nation at that time on the 32 acres, which 32 acres is not a large plot of property if we think about it, it's about the size of uh, an average park, and there was at least 12 people in the trailer at the time, and she was brutally gang raped and murdered.
1: Um, Now, who is uh, the lead agency in the investigation now, or are there multiple agencies involved? Tammy's case
2: over the years has been investigated by over six different law enforcement agencies, including the FBI. As of today, the Oneida City Police Department, investigator Will Clark is the lead investigator, is running the case. But over the last uh, six to eight months, I have gotten the FBI back involved in the case. I have created an electronic paper trail that has proved that this case should be thoroughly investigated. And I guess they agree, considering there was a search last month for her body. The reason why I say the FBI should be on this case is the Oneida City Police Department is 23, 24 members strong. They don't have the resources to handle a case of this magnitude. It involves two Indian nations, Oneida and Agandaga, and two different counties, Oneida County and Agandaga County. There's a lot of people to be questioned. You can't get on sovereign Indian nation land without the okay of the chiefs. The chiefs don't want to answer their phone. They don't have to answer their phone. They don't want to let you on. They don't want to let you on. But the FBI and the Bureau of Indian Affairs can get you on the property.
3: Well, Mike, has there there been problems with, you know, with working with the Native American um, jurisdiction? I mean, whose jurisdiction would this ultimately fall into? Would it be the Indian Nation's jurisdiction or would it be United States jurisdiction?
2: Well, considering it happened on the oneida indian nation which is sovereign land the fbi and the u.s attorney's office are the lead agencies which would have to investigate and prosecute uh you anyone could go on there but without permission you might not be greeted warmly uh there's a smoke shop in agandaga that anyone can go to and buy cigarettes but yet The sheriff's department or the police department has to ask permission to go on there and talk to someone the the laws are archaic why can we not go on there and search for a woman's body if you're not hiding anything why can't the police go there Uh, it was last September we had a group called Missing in America was willing to go do a search on the Oneida Indian nation And we couldn't get permission. We wanted to go on the Agandaga Indian Nation. We couldn't get permission. Who in their right mind denies a civilian group of volunteers to search for a woman's body on their nation? It it makes no sense and can get away with it. That's like you saying, I own my property and no one is coming on my property to search for anything. We can't get away with that. How can a sovereign Indian nation get away with that, especially when they accept funds from the U.S. government?
1: Yeah, that is a, a problematic, you know, how how that can happen. Um, so we've got, you said there have been multiple agencies involved in, in this investigation since the start. Now, because Tammy's remains have not yet been found, do you know, has she been declared dead? Is she legally deceased?
2: Based on all the information gathered, they switched the case, I believe, in 2001 to a homicide from a missing person. I don't think she's been declared dead because there is not a body, but they actually have a written confession from somebody who was on his deathbed and this person stated what happened and what went down. That's why the case was sent to the U.S. Attorney's Office. And the person who led the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Northern District of New York said, it's a deathbed confession. We could lose this case. We keep moving forward till we have a body. And basically that's where we lie today, except that U.S. Attorney has retired and now there was a new U.S. attorney. So perhaps this person will want to
1: move forward. So the, well, the Mike, new guy... Has anyone... Sorry.
3: Hello. <laughs> Mike, um, has anyone be in these jurisdictions I might recommend if they have been tagged to DeBias. He's known as no successfully prosecuted tons of cases without a body. Um, you know, if the, if the is there, it's very possible that this case could be prosecuted without the body, that's that really in this day and age shouldn't have anything to do with moving forward on a prosecution if the evidence is there. Um well,
2: well, there's a gentleman out there who's a former prosecutor um, named Tab Dibiasi. He runs a website called No Body Murder Cases. There's actually 88 percent. There's actually an 88 percent conviction rate. Uh, right now, there's actually a petition circulating for the um, Oneida City Police Department to bring in Ted Dibiasi from this website, who is a former U.S. prosecutor. But only the police can only recommend the case go to the U.S. Attorney's Office. The U.S. Attorney's Office would have to request outside counsel, which would be Tab DiBiase. Uh, With an 88% conviction rate, I, I can't understand why anybody would say we need a body to move forward.
3: Oh, exactly. He's fantastic. I I know him very well. And that's why I brought that up because he and he can consult with the agencies. He doesn't prosecute the case, but he can consult these and perhaps he can lead them in the right direction that they do have.
2: Yes, he has already offered to do the case for free. I don't know what the big holdup is.
1: He's willing to work pro bono on it, and they still haven't accepted that offer, huh?
2: Well, again, it would be the U.S. Attorney's Office that would have to accept that offer, not the Oneida City Police Department. And since the case has not been sent to the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, it's basically in a stalemate. But we do have a petition circulating on Tammy's website through... um, Change.org, and eventually that will be delivered to the police department, and they'll have to deliver it to the U.S. Attorney's Office.
1: Speaking of which, this might be a good time for you to give out the uh, website and contact information for Tammy's page. Okay.
2: um, Tammy Mahoney has a Facebook page. It's called Justice for Tammy Mahoney. And we also have a Twitter page, which is just Justice for Tammy.
1: And now if, if anybody who listens to this show has information or thinks they may have information about the case, who should they contact? Would the United City Police Department be the appropriate contact?
2: Yes. On many of the posts that we put on Tammy's page, we list the numbers, not only for the oneida city police department but we list numbers for the fbi new york state crime stoppers uh... they could call they could leave us a personal message at the website we can connect them to people um, basically people are afraid to talk because there's been a different type of culture up there uh... they have their own justice system and. People are scared and afraid to talk, but there have been many who have talked because they see that allowing lawlessness to be acceptable has created a lot of havoc in the
1: community. Now, you know, it might be a good idea, too. Uh, we're talking about the Onondaga County, Oneida County, and the the Indian Nations and so forth. Um, for anyone who's listening and is not familiar with, with central New York, uh, Onondaga County. That's the uh, the big city. There is Syracuse, and most people probably heard of Syracuse and the Syracuse Orange football team and sports uh, sports programs. Um, the uh, Oneida Indian Nation is actually located in Madison County, which is adjoins uh, Onondaga County. And then we have the two different nations, the Oneida Indian Nation and the Onondaga Indian Nation. And, and Mike, you say both nations are involved in this investigation?
2: Yes, it has been greatly publicized that members of both nations are involved in Tammy's rape and murder. That's why I said before I always believe this case should be the FBI should be the lead investigator because the two sovereign nations two counties, as you stated, Agondaga and Oneida. And it just makes an awful lot of sense. It really does. But unfortunately, this case has not been handled in the way I think it should have been handled. But it is what it is, and until The case is given to the U.S. Attorney's Office, and he says, no, we have no choice but to allow the investigating agencies to do what they want. Um, I've discussed this with the family many times, and if this goes to the U.S. Attorney's Office, and he says, no, we are going to the United States Justice Department, because this case has not been handled properly from day one.
1: So, do obviously as you say, there's been a lot of information over the years, information uh, released or publicized in newspapers and so forth about what they think happened. Um, and you, you say there was even a deathbed, uh, uh, presumably at that time, a deathbed confession, but it turns out the, the confessor did not actually die. Um, so the based on, uh, apparently on interviews and so forth, even though they didn't, haven't found remains, um, witness interviews and whatever physical evidence they did have, if any, led them to believe there was this, uh, Tammy was picked up hitchhiking, taken on to the nation, uh, attended a party, was raped and murdered, and then her body disposed of somewhere, um, presumably on nation property, either on Gaga or Oneida?
2: Yes. Well, see, this is where the complications come. Um, they everything you said is true and has been publicized by the police they just don't give the names. They believe her body was removed from the nation based on common sense uh, you don't, you know, you talk about a dog, a dog doesn't defecate where he sleeps. So the thought was that she was removed from the nation but a lot of information that comes in says, no, she's still on Oneida Nation. Uh, searches have been done on, on Oneida Nation, but they haven't turned up anything. Uh, a few people have said she was put in a car tr- trunk and removed from the nation. Uh, this one woman who says she saw her dead in the car trunk and she was removed from the nation. Uh, other people have said she's buried on the Agendaga Nation. Another person said she's buried on a certain road, on the way towards Agendaga Nation. So it's become very confusing where her body could possibly be. <laughs> but since the leaders of the Agendaga Nation do not allow anyone on the property to search for her, it leads one to believe there's a possibility she's there. But are they just doing that to keep people thinking she's there? And that's why it's so complicated for law enforcement to find her body, but they don't need a body. They have enough witnesses, they have enough testimony that points out who it is, and let's face it, if 12 of us were in a room and did that, one of us is eventually going to look for a plea bargain. And one of us is going to turn on someone else and then someone else is going to turn on that someone else and all of a sudden you're going to have six or eight convictions out of the twelve people and that's what should happen the people the parents i should say parents tammy's mother and her sisters believe this case should go to trial they don't care if they lose the case they want justice to move forward the U.S. Attorney's Office is not judge and jury, and the U.S. Attorney's Office has held up this case from going to trial, and that's a travesty to justice. Uh,
1: let me let me just raise a point here, and, and as a follow-up to the uh, to the possible location of Tammy's remains, uh, I I don't know if I'd be wrong, but I'm going to make an assumption that the taking Tammy to the, to the party on the nation, uh, that at that time when she was picked up hitchhiking and her death was not planned at that point, I'm assuming that it's something that maybe happened at the party when maybe booze or drugs or whatever got involved and things got out of hand. Um, and, and then the, the, uh, the killers realize they've got a deceased, uh, lady on their hands. Um, uh, and have to make some decisions. I understand that it may be, uh, like you say, wanting to to get her away, get the body away from their their places. Uh, On the other hand, there seems to be a certain amount of protection built in to doing something in the Indian nation. I mean, you, you know, you have the sovereign nation piece of this thing and they're having to get permission of the chiefs and what law enforcement can and can't do and all this kind of stuff. So it almost seems it would be, be beneficial to the killers to want to have the remains on nation land, not necessarily the Nida land, but even Onondaga Nation as as a... Uh, as another layer of protection from from people getting easy access to where the remains are. I don't know, am am I making any sense or no?
2: Yes, I agree 100%. That's why it's such a hard case to be investigated. Because when you can't search for a body, where do you go? Then you search 10 other places instead of the place you think the body is. Then you run out of money to search. You run out of time to search. You run into frustration where do you just walk away from the case? Tammy Mahoney's case is not the only case uh, Oneida City Police have to deal with. They still have the missing uh, Christine Marie Mackey, okay. Argandaga County still has um, Larry Stackhouse Jr. who presumably was also murdered on the Argandaga Indian Nation. <laughs> the list goes on and on. A native himself, Ron Jones Sr., house was set on fire, and after the fire was extinguished, they found Ron Jones Sr. dead in the house. His death was not from the fire. He was blatantly beaten. And this is all believed to be the same group of people. And we have to keep in mind, um, sovereignty means a lot within the Indian nation and remaining a Indian in your tribe means a lot so they marry only Indians when possible to maintain that Indian and tribal status uh, they follow the mother's bloodline so if uh, my mother is a Onondaga Indian of the Turtle Clan I want to marry someone other than a turtle clan member, so I may marry someone from the beaver clan, or I may marry someone from the Mohawk Indian tribe. This is how they keep them, their bloodline going and their heritage going, and what it creates is everyone is basically family. Because I marry a different tribe, that tribe becomes my family. And then my children marry into another tribe, and that tribe becomes my family. So when you talk second, third, and fourth cousins, almost everyone is your family.
1: You know, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, Mike, about the, the culture and, uh, you know, not talking and difficulty of getting witnesses to come forward and so on. Um, I'm not, you know, all that uh, up to speed on, on Indian Indian culture, but uh, I can understand that it, you know they're in their own thing, their own nation, if you will, um, and they have their own hierarchy and you know the chiefs, and they I guess they have nation nation police forces uh, and so on, uh, and and that can be a, certainly a, uh, a detriment to to people coming forward, and also. Uh, if, if the nations are like the rest of the population, you also have room for for corruption and and other ways to keep people on the reservation, as they as they like to use the term, uh, uh, which would could include bribery, uh, you know, and the intimidation factor. Is there any reason to think that there's a, a, a lot at play here? I mean, various reasons why why they're having trouble getting people to come forward, or is it just the culture?
2: Yes, most definitely. Um, I use this phrase a lot. Money has reached many people's hands in many different ways. And what I mean by that is uh, Indian Nation creates their own jobs. And I'll give you a job if you keep your mouth shut. Uh, Indian nations also own casinos and now we're talking higher paying jobs we're talking bigger money we're talking more of a luxurious life Uh, basically there's a lot of haves and have-nots living on the Indian nations and the haves are the people who play the game that the Chiefs want them to play and the have-nots are those who have spoken out for their rights saying wait a minute, what are you doing with our money? That is our money. Why are you holding a lacrosse world open without asking us first if we want to do that? Our people need homes. There's still people living in trailers. There's still people who don't have heat in their houses. There's people who don't have running water to their houses. If you don't play their game, we ain't running a water line to your house. They they can do whatever they want because they have their own justice system and whenever people speak out about it, they are hushed in many different ways from doing it. There's reports of mass rapes going on, that little children are being molested, um, that money is being embezzled. Uh, I believe it was 1997 on the Agandaga Indian Nation, there were several smoke shops all those smoke shops were burnt down and bulldozed. Why? Because the Indian Oneida Indian Nation wanted to make all the money they could off cigarettes and wouldn't allow anyone else to sell cigarettes. So now there is one smoke shop on the Aguindaga Nation. It's owned by the Aguindaga Nation and they make all the money from it. Very interesting.
1: Well, you know that Brings up, I remember I was working as a deputy with Madison County sheriffs back in the eighties and, um, the Oneidas had a, uh, they built a new bingo hall on their reservation. I think it's right off route 46 out of, uh, out of Oneida. And there was a faction of the Oneidas living in Canada that apparently was opposed to the Oneidas uh, making money off gambling. And, um, they had threatened to come down and burn down the the new bingo hall. And uh, I was part of a a crew that was stationed in an abandoned building across from the nation to kind of keep a surveillance on it and see if, you know, if there were any issues, if these uh, Canadian people showed up uh, and and actually torched the place. And there was a, Law, local law enforcement in Madison County had a, apparently a, an informant in Canada, and after about five days of this, they said the, uh, the the Canadians had decided not to come down, that they knew the law was surveilling the, uh, the uh, bingo hall and so forth. We couldn't go on the property, but we were across the street. And um, we were pulled out of there, and... Uh, the very next morning I woke up and found out that Domingo Hall had burned overnight. So apparently this informant had been fed information that the Canadians had decided to stop, um, stop their plans of burning Domingo Hall. And as soon as all the police presence was, uh, was removed, they were actually there at the time and they, they, they torched the place that night. So, I mean, these are some very serious people and, uh, when you get into how they make their money, you know, from cigarettes or whatever, or gambling, I I mean, if if there's any opposition, these people apparently are willing to do whatever it takes to straighten it out.
2: Um, Yeah, well, the incident you're talking about, what happened with the bingo hall, was the bingo hall was set on fire the next day, but it's believed that the bingo hall was set on fire because somebody robbed it. Uh, They actually (laughs) give the name out there on public websites of the person who robbed it, and yet nothing has happened. But there was a bigger incident, uh, I believe it was the year after that, where uh, there was a smoke-out on Route 81. Uh, It had to do with what I mentioned before, the smoke shops being burnt down in uh, 97 or 98. And the New York State troopers were called in to remove them from private property, which was the sides, the shoulders, right-of-ways of Route 81, and a lot of members of both the United Nation in New York and Canada and the Ogandaga Nation were beaten with billy clubs, and some were severely hurt a pregnant woman lost her baby and that case is uh, ongoing with the uh, New York State Troopers. They uh, supposedly covered their badges with electrical tape and went in there and, you know, had a little field day to show these people who's in charge. Uh, The case is true. Uh, They've been offered $3 million to settle, but the Claimants are not settling the case. So they have a fear of outside law enforcement. Just a few months (laughs) ago, I believe it was last August, there was a gentleman, native gentleman, Corey Redmond, who was speaking out against his counsel and did some threatening acts. And his counsel had no problem calling in the Ocindaga Sheriff's Department and the state troopers to come take him away, but yet to have a problem letting someone come in and search for Tommy Mahoney's body or for Larry Stackhouse's body, it's mind-boggling, and nobody sees all of this. That's why I say if this case is not tried by the U.S. Attorney's Office, it's going to the U.S. Justice Department for an independent investigation.
1: Uh, Is is there any reward money at play here? Do you you know is there any reward for information leading to uh, Tammy's remains or to information on on what happened to her?
2: Yes, that's a very good question, and I'm glad you asked. Uh, The Oneida Indian Nation, whose CEO is Ray Halabrida, who is also the CEO of the Turning Stone Casino and the Yellow Brick Road Casino, uh, put up a $5,000 reward years ago. And that was matched with another $5,000 by the uh, FBI. So there is a $10,000 reward out, leading for information for conviction or the location of Tammy's body. Uh, Speaking of reward, I found it very strange uh, when I first started the page. I said, let me reach out to this Ray Halabrita. He gives money to all charities. He's very charitable. He pays New York State taxes on money that his casino makes. Maybe Ray will up the reward. Who's going to speak for $10,000? $10,000 today means nothing. The enrolled Indians on the Oneida Nation receive about $16,000 each a year in royalties. But if they speak they're going to lose their royalties. So who would speak out for $10,000? So I reached out to, try to reach out to Mr. Halliburter. I could only get as far as his executive secretary and his public relations people to increase the reward money. And after missed attempts and missed calls and callbacks, it was, we've done all we can do for this case. And I find that very strange. Now also that we have a reward system through New York State Crime Stoppers a $2500 reward how come Crime Stoppers has never added their $2500 to the 10,000 we could have a $12,500 reward here instead of a 10,000 but nobody listens to the family or listens to me
1: it, it seems that there's quite a bit of stuff that uh, – well, I should say questions that are unanswered about, you know, the, the uh, whatever happened to Tammy and then what's happened since then uh, regarding the rewards and the access to property and uh, the Indian nations and so on. There are a lot of, of questions out there that need to be resolved, um, uh, hopefully – they will be at some point, because, you know, if they could find the remains, it, it obviously then would confirm uh, the death, confirm uh, and with the technology advancements today compared to the 80s and DNA and all this stuff, there are cases that maybe if several years ago would have been considered unsolvable. That they can still get information today uh, that could bring a case to resolution, so if there was only some way to find the remains, that would open up a whole new avenue, probably, to confirm what uh, what they think happened. Yes, and you
2: mentioned DNA. Um, I had gone on the NAMIS national website for missing persons and unidentified remains, and I seen Tammy's case as, pending dna and i'm like pending dna they came down they took dna twice from the family they have tammy's toothbrush they have a comb they took blood samples and after a couple of months of investigation i found out that tammy's dna was only listed in the new york state database and not the national database so if tammy's body was found in new jersey there's nothing to match it up to If Tammy's body was found in Pennsylvania or Connecticut, it's never going to be matched up. So after some help from um, Todd Matthews uh, of NAMIS, we were able to get Tammy's DNA profile transferred from the New York State database to the national database, NAMIS USA. (laughs) And that is big, and we're finding out with more and more cases. It's not a law that it has to go into that database. So they have many unidentified remains that could be identified if everything was put into that NAMIS database. And every bit of information that's come out on Tammy's case has come out with the help of our indigenous people. Our Native Americans have been the only leads and clues to this case. So I don't want anyone to prejudice them in thinking they're all bad people. It is a handful of people who did this, and we have a large group of people trying to help us. And without these people who I now consider friends, this case would have been as cold as ice, but instead, because of them, this case is red-hot. It had a search two months ago, the first search in 12 years. It's had news coverage over the last two years that matched the news coverage from the last 10 years. We're getting somewhere, and that is because of the good people of the nation, especially the Aguindaga Indian nation who are fighting to get control back of their nation from chiefs that they claim are not oggin-doggin.
3: Well, Mike, is there or is there a possibility of a cold case task force in the area that would look, you know, look into this case or unify all of the different jurisdictions in some way that they can all work together using, you know, today's technology? Um, You know, I understand this is a 1981 case, which obviously in... It, back then they didn't have the technology that we do today um is that a possibility of happening or is it happening i i,
2: I wish it was happening <laughs> i can't say it is or it isn't but i do know the fbi is back on the case and assisting the oneida city police department <laughs> um there has been a lot of activity there has been a lot of chatter uh, Of course, the information cannot be given out to me because I have a very large public profile where I could very easily leak it to the public and taint the case. Uh, I, I did the best I can today with given information without tainting the case or opening myself up to libel or slander. And that's the same problem the news media has and the police have. Uh, We wish everybody could come out and say, this guy and that guy and that guy's involved, this guy was there, this guy did this and this guy did that. But because of the society we live in today where everybody wants to sue, you can't do that.
1: Um, Mike, do you know if there was any agency at at any point since Tammy went missing, uh, has there been any talk of uh, presenting evidence to a grand jury, an investigative grand jury?
2: Yes. Uh, the case was submitted to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Northern District of New York, to go in front of the grand jury. They, six different law enforcement agencies believe they had all the information they need for prosecution. The U.S. attorney at the time, I believe his name was John Dunn, said we can't move forward without a body, and that's why the family believes this case has been mishandled, and why this case, if not coming, comes to a closure soon, they're going to the U.S. Justice Department for an independent investigation of six law enforcement agencies who do the investigation, and believe they have enough credible evidence to convict, send it to the U.S. attorney's office. How does one person, one U.S. attorney, play judge and jury? Is this person God? No. We're supposed to be tried by a jury of our peers. And this case is not being tried by a jury of our peers because one man felt we could lose this case. Well, the family isn't afraid to lose this case. The family is afraid if we don't move forward, these people responsible for the death of their sister and their daughter is going to end up dying of natural causes and not pay for his sins here on Earth.
1: So there's got to be, you know, for somebody is obviously the family, but and then somebody as involved as you have become in this uh, in this thing, a great deal of frustration at at what you you perceive to be mishandling. Uh, the, in, in this case, we're talking about the uh, U.S. attorneys or the former U.S. attorneys' refusal to move forward unless a body was found.
2: Exactly, uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, the only thing that keeps me going is the people who are trying to help in this case are the same people who are being suppressed themselves. This case is so much more than just Tammy Mahoney's gang rape and murder. It has to do with suppression of people, beatings and rapes. It goes on and on, embezzlement of money. Uh, We used to have a saying here in America, a government for the people, by the people. Well, the way a sovereign nation is set up, it really is a government for the people, by the people. The clan mothers appoint chiefs, and the clan mothers have more power than the chiefs. And every decision is supposed to go in front of all of the clans of the nation. But that has not been happening. The leaders of the nations have been doing what they want, when they want. So their government is being taken away from them.
1: Well, now, do you think all these, uh, like you say, it's more than just Tammy's case. Do you ever see a resolution to these problems?
2: I think if we could break Tammy's case wide open and get people to testify on the stand, we are going to see the history books rewritten. There's going to be changes in laws. As I said earlier in this segment, how can the police not have jurisdiction to go on an indian nation and arrest somebody if a state trooper is driving down route 81 and someone is speeding and they go to pull over this person and they pull them over and as the state trooper approaches that person's car they take out a gun and fire at them, and then get back in the car and flee and go into the Indian nation. That trooper has to ask permission from the nation to go onto their property and pursue him. I, I don't get it. If they're accepting HUD money from the U.S. government and other monies from the U.S. government, how are they a sovereign nation? Russia is a sovereign nation, too. Can we fly a plane over their nation? But no, we can fly a plane and a helicopter over an Indian nation. Sovereignty is not true sovereignty anymore. Once they took money from our government, they're becoming dependent on us and giving away their sovereignty. That's how I see it.
1: Well, we certainly raised a lot of issues today in addition to, to the uh, to the main subject, which was Tammy Mahoney. Um, we're running out of time. I'd, I'd like to uh, close, uh, if we could, Mike, with, uh, again, telling people about the website and that they about the petition that's there that they can uh, sign on to if they want. Will you go ahead and give us that again?
2: Yes. Uh, it's on Facebook. It's called the Justice for Tammy Mahoney, M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. If you just put in the search bar Justice for Tammy Mahoney, the page will come up. There'll be a cover photo there that says, the news photo that says, Sheriff, we know who killed Tammy. And on that page, you will find a petition. You will find a link to the Twitter page. And you'll find all the news clips and information on Tammy's case for the past 35 years. We have a family who lost their child and has no answers, but yet everybody up there knows what happened to this girl, and yet it has not went to court. You'll also learn on Tammy's page about Larry Stackhouse Jr., who was murdered in the same area, Christy Mackey, who disappeared in the same area. You'll find stories of 23 other unsolved missing person cases in the area it's mind-boggling all these open cases that have not been brought to trial someone has not paid for it crimes are going unpunished in that area and this has to stop because lawlessness is becoming acceptable just two or three weeks ago somebody was beaten to death up there and left on the side of the road
1: well i got to tell you mike i really uh and i'm sure the tammy's family uh, appreciate your perseverance here but you've obviously uh, put a lot of uh, work and effort and time into uh, into what you're doing and uh, hopefully it'll pay dividends in the end and this thing will be broken open and and as you said perhaps that would lead to Helping resolve other problems as well. Um, would you do us a favor, Mike, and let us know? You know, the case, as you say, is hot if there's any changes, and uh, we can update and do another segment on this if anything develops.
2: Great. I thank you very much for being there for families and getting things out in the open, and hopefully there will be more progress because of this show. And I hope someday that. The federal laws will be changed to protect more innocent people.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mike, and and best of luck to you and to to Tammy's family. Thank you.
2: Have a good day.
1: You too. Uh, And that's it for today's episode of CrimeWire. And please stay safe and join us for the next time when we have CrimeWire.
0: Take a splash or have the ride of your life with Carowinds and Subway restaurants. Save up to $21 on single-day admission when you make any sub a fresh value meal with chips and a drink. So head into Subway and get your discount for the new Carolina Harbor Water Park and Plants vs. Zombies 3Z Arena at Carowinds. Offer valid March 25th through June 19th, 2016. See store for details. Limited time only at participating locations. May not be combined with any other offers. Sandwiches prepared in front of you. Subway is a registered trademark of Subway IP, Inc. Copyright 2016, Subway IP, Inc.